Hey, Salty Tuppers. This is Gemma from the future. Haven't had to make an appearance for a while, but always good to be back. Just a quick intro part, just to let you know that there is two intros on this episode. It's going to sound a little bit weird at this point, but it will make sense. So basically, we did a crossover episode this week with the wonderful Dr. Squee. And because his show goes out on the radio as well, we decided to record the two intros at the same time. Obviously not at the same time, we're not stupid, but uh, on the same track of audio. But then James decided to uh, crack some jokes and make some laughs. So I thought, can't really cut out his bit, can I? Be a bit rude. So yeah, you're hearing two intros. So our intro as normal, and then also the one for the Dr. Squee show as well. So don't be alarmed if you hear that. But then also the episode just carries on as normal. And uh, yeah, we have some good old laughs along the way. So welcome to the show. Thank you ever so much if you've stayed on from last week's episode. We do address it in a few minutes, if you'll probably hear it. <laughs> but um, yeah, it does mean the world to me and James, how many people actually did listen to last week's episode with David King. Really, really do appreciate that. Thank you so much. I know I'm repeating myself, but uh, yeah, honoured. And if you're still hanging around and you're not sure what's actually going to happen on this week's episode, then, well, I don't know whether to apologise or say thank you. <laughs> so anyway, to all the salty tadpoles who have helped us throughout the years and, you know, stuck with us all this time, then, you know, you know what to kind of expect. So it's all good. <laughs> anyway, so thank you for listening to this silly little intro part. Here's the rest of the show. Enjoy. Bye. Hey there, boys and girls. It's Ralph Garman, and you're listening to Talking Cod Swallop. Good choice. Hello, everybody. This is Ming Chen from AMC's Comic Book Man. You might know me from the Tell Him Steve Day podcast and the I Sell Comics podcast. Listen, I love podcasting. I love talking. But what I really love doing is talking cod swallow. Hey, I'm Alicia Witt. I'm Daniel Portman from Game of Thrones. I play Podrick Payne. I'm Ellipses, and you're listening to the talking... Okay. <laughs> I'm Mark Bernard, and you're listening to the Talking Cod Swallow podcast. Hey, man, it's Kevin Smith. Silent Bob, whose voice you were never used to hearing in the 90s until I started opening it up, man. And that's because I'm a podcaster and you're listening to a podcast, Talking Cod Swallop, right here, man. Welcome to this week's Talking Codswallop. I am Gemma. I'm James. And this is a crossover episode. And our guest this week is the wonderful Dr. Squee, who is going to be joining us and also discussing Squeefest the Third and many other things as well, but joining in with our normal podcast as well. Uh, you're listening to the Dr. Squee Show here on the Bear.Live on the Thursday night. I hope you're enjoying it. I hope you're having a good time, people. We now uh, do a bit of crossover adventure with the Dr. Squee Show. So as some of you will know, we've got Squeefest the third or Squeefer Threest. 
as I like to call it. And uh, we're going to be having lots of wonderful guests. We've already um, announced celebrities such as Sophie Aldred, the Seventh Doctor companion Ace from Doctor Who. We have announced Una McCormack, the sci-fi writer uh, from such properties as Doctor Who, Star Trek, Firefly and many others, as well as Sean Collett. Sean Connolly? No, Sean Kelly even, from Storage Hunters. Um, and we're going to be having a wonderful time talking to him about that show, as well as his new online uh, auctioneering course, which he does. But along with that, we've got loads of fantastic guests, but we've also got podcasts coming on. And this is one of those such podcasts. Make your return to the Dog Squee Show, crossing over with the Talking Codswallop podcast. It is from Talking Codswallop, Gemma and James. How are you doing, gents and lady? We're all good, thank you. Well, I am anyway. I'm doing very well. I'm doing very well. I'm doing as well as I can. What I would like to say, though, if you would actually manage to, through some sort of necromancy, get Sean Connery on your thing, I would have been very impressed. Yeah, yeah, that, w- that would have been a hell of a fucking scoop. I just nuts for it. I mean, you would have made international press. That would have been something very impressive. <laughs> I mean, what, what you guys aren't experiencing when you're listening to this on the radio show, and possibly not on Talking Codswallop, depending on how much uh, Jim edits this out, is the fucking long road we took to record that intro. <laughs> yeah, it was a very bumpy road as well. It was like the most cobble-laden uh, road you can imagine. <laughs> Long, bumpy, there was recriminations, there was a lot of hate speech, but like we've got here anyway. <laughs> and guys, to be fair, like, uh, on the sorry, hate speech, on. we did calm Gemma down though. Yeah, we did, we did. We said that isn't acceptable on podcast or radio. Please, you know, bring... <laughs> sorry, no, we did Gem, of course. Sweet and innocent as always, aren't you? I am. <laughs> there you go. You see, I can lie to. Anyway, look, that's not the point. Uh, I will admit this has been a, a a long week for me. I had a week off work, and when I returned, like every bit of work I had left was waiting for me still when I came back, plus new stuff which amounted in the week I was off. So uh, between that and arranging Screefest and everything else, it's been a mad, mad week. And uh, it's not that I didn't get the time to uh, arrange a guest. Or no, and actually, honestly, there was a guest which was booked, which ended up cancelling. So I am very thankful uh, to Gemma and uh, t- to uh, James for joining me tonight. How are you doing, guys? Uh, I'd be great, but clearly you don't know who I am. You think I'm either me, Andy, or possibly somebody else. But I'm doing okay, thank you. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I said James last, didn't I? You did. No, yeah. well, good, you did, good. but I could, I could see you were thinking, you were wondering, is he Andy? Is he, you know, who is it, James? You know, what? It's not my Jeff? fault the women changes out men on this podcast like she's changing underwear. It's not my fault. I know, and the problem is that obviously Gemma has been stuck with me at this point in time because she can't afford the price of getting Andy. It's very expensive. It's a lot of Jaffa cakes. It's a lot of Jaffa cakes, to be fair. And to, may I just point out as well? that James has been here for the last three years and it's actually coming up to his third year anniversary very soon as well. I can't remember exactly what date I need to look on my phone, but uh, yeah, it's coming up as her, his third anniversary. So he's been my um, he's been my regular man, I'll have you know, Dr. Squee. So, so you appreciate that after only three years, he's very fly by night. Yeah. I mean... And plus, in all, in all fairness, with, with between... Sorry, and I, I hope you don't mind me saying this because you both sure. talked about this on your podcast. But between your illnesses, Gem, and, and James's, I mean, you've only recorded about three episodes together in that time. <laughs> it's, it's been interesting that the most recent times we've been uh, trying to record stuff. What I would say is that 
It's been a wonderful three years, and I hope there are many more years to come. We've had, if you think about it, Gemma, we've actually outlasted some marriages, certainly celebrity marriages. I know. Well, that's because we're a match made in heaven, James. And Dr. Yep. Squeeze just jealous because he only gets to talk to himself. So, na 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 na. Actually, occasionally Nicola joins me. There you go. <laughs> and guess who I managed to fall onto the show. <laughs> by the way, Gem, I, I love the fact that, by the way, thank you very much for promoting Squee Fest as, as you have been doing on your show. I really appreciate it. But man, like, I, I love to hear you scrambling for details when you're on the show. You go, um, um, it's 24 hours. Um, it's, it's on some dates in September. <laughs> and I think it's 12 hours of podcast and 12 hours of something else. Well, to be fair, we, me and James, actually for that episode, me and James actually had to re-record it. Um, so that was actually the better one. So I'll have you know. <laughs> I mean, of course, of course, with Love I Ball Bus, but I would just like to just, just to clarify about the day. It is the 25th to 26th of September. I do a bloody awful job myself of promoting on my own podcast. So I'm no one to talk, believe me. Um, but yeah, it's happening on those two days between 2 p.m. till 2 p.m. BST. If you're around the world, please check out your local time zones. Um, but yeah, it's going to be going for 24 hours. We've got guests from around the world, which will be going overnight. We're still announcing. We've got so many guests, guests still to announce, which are booked and some, which we're, which I, I say we, I'm trying to book at the moment. It's for a wonderful cause for, um, uh, Phoenix Rehoming, which is a fantastic dog, dogs charity, which saves dogs from around Europe and the UK. And, uh, they re- rehome them here in the UK. So these are dogs, which in a lot of cases should get put down. So it's a fantastic charity. And they're actually going to do a lot of slot on the show as well, just to introduce the charity. Uh, it's going to be a good time. Um, I, I said to Jen, like genuinely, I did say to Jen that it was going to be, I'm going to aim for 12 interview guests and 12 podcast slots. That may vary as it goes on and whoever is available to be frank um but we've got some wonderful guests some wonderful podcasts such as talking cold swap the wonderful show which you guys put on uh, which i will hand over to in the second one and finish rambling about squee fest yeah. um we've got some games happening there's uh outrageous liars which is a game where people uh basically given a topic and they've got to just bullshit on that like you you get given something you've done in the past and you've got to bullshit for um 10 minutes or whatever or for five minutes about that topic and people interject and buzz in and you've got to incorporate whatever they tell you into your story it's a good time um i'm trying to think of other things we've got going on oh and i'm i'm working at the moment this is pretty exciting and i haven't mentioned this anywhere else i'm working at the moment at an on an aliens panel for midnight so last time on squee fest uh, last year we had the midnight ghost hunters this time we got the midnight alien hunters Ooh. so um that's just going to be supernatural I fun like at midnight it. Yeah, I it, honestly, like, I'm not kidding. When I look at kind of lineups for other uh, cons, don't get me wrong, I'm not going to be competing with San Diego anytime soon. But there are some kind of smaller com cons who actually, I think genuinely, if I look at my lineup at the moment of guests I've announced and guests I'm still to announce, I think it could give some cons a run for its money. And if we get a couple which are maybes in, it, it's going to be an amazing, it's going to be an amazing 24 hours anyway. So uh, I'm really proud and and I hope you join us. And uh, you donate very um, heavily to Phoenix Rehoming. Um, as I said to you before, guys, I'm sorry I'm being a bit shy and retiring on the podcast, but um, you guys go. <laughs> oh, thank you. I'll, I'll just say in Gemma's defence of the fact you're saying she was scrambling to describe the, uh, the squeeze. I was kidding. No, no, I, I just, in defence of that, I'd say that what she's doing is she's giving out limited information, which will make our listeners think, hey, 
what is this wonderful thing you've mentioned? Let's let's do a bit more digging and find out. So, regardless, it will work. You you know, our, our people will listen to your people, sort of thing. See? You get my drift. I definitely agree. See, that's why uh, James has been my podcast host for the three years. He just gets me, you know. <laughs> I totally. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> And I really yeah, I, do look I, forward to, to being part of this squee and also to just yes. listening and hearing to some of the stuff you're doing with the guests. I think you're just going to be a brilliant lineup and I'm really, I'm looking forward to it. Thank you, sir. One thing I will say is like, as wonderful as it has been to have Gem on in the last couple of years, last time, um, I think you were due to come on until the last minute, uh, for whatever reason you can make it, James. So it'll be wonderful to hang out with both of you and, uh, bring this fun energy to video. Brilliant. Brilliant. James was there. Was I? I he wasn't no, the last one. one. I, the, I don't think I was for the... Uh, no, neither of us were there for the last one. I thought you both have... No, oh yeah, no, the first one... No, first sorry, one. James wasn't part of the show yet in the first one, I don't think. Because it was no. you, me, Lucy and Nicola. No, he was... And then the second one. He was, um, he was 100% there because it was for the dogs charity. There was one that I've definitely been on, but there was one have you? last sorry. years that I couldn't yeah. make. Uh, what's oh, left I'm misremembering then. He's firing a bit there on something about it. Seems very familiar that I was some way involved. So. Oh, I am. I'm very sorry, James. I've, I misremember that. Then I think no you must have been new, new on the show at the time because that was about at least three years ago when we did the first one. Yeah. I think mm. a bit. I thought a bit longer for the first one because I know this one is pretty much a year to the date of the one before. But I thought the one before that was longer than a year. So it might have been longer than three years James has been on the show. Yeah, it might be. I'm not sure, to be honest. So, But, you know, at the moment, the listeners are going, really? Do we need to know about dates? <laughs> We've come to yes. listen to some Codswallop. Yes, they do. <laughs> awesome <laughs> they Dr. Squeeze show, thank you. Yeah. This is all part of the, the learning and listening experience for the Salty Tadpoles. Yeah. I just wanted to sort of talk about my week that I've had and um, then sort of, you know, obviously James will will go on to your week afterwards as well so that, you know, we've all covered that. But with regards to things that have happened this week for me, it's been quite fun and it's, uh, you know, we've had quite a lot of good things. But also, yeah, there's been a little bit of a negative thing as well that happened as well, so which isn't fantastic. But, uh, you know, still, with regards to our dog, that he unfortunately, I mean, he's okay now. He had a big seizure and it was like absolutely terrifying, you know, and it was really hard to kind of watch him go through that. But, you know, we Googled it afterwards. We found out that we did the right things to actually get him out of it, if you know what I mean. But, oh God, it was absolutely terrifying seeing him like that. So, what do they think had caused it? Um, I think that it well definitely it's going to be like the heat, um, and also in Graham's uh, who Graham is my mum's boyfriend. Just for anybody who doesn't know, um, Graham is uh, uh, sorry his sons came down, and uh, you know basically it was like they came down for the weekend. So I think he was kind of like overplayed and stuff like that as well. So he might have just got a bit overexcited in the heat and everything. It all sort of like combines to a giant, yeah. 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 I'm going to see that, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it wasn't nice to watch, but, you know, at the same time, it was quite it was quite good that me and my mum were there in a way because, you know, just talk – obviously, we're talking about dogs, so I thought I'd go with the dog stuff first. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we were quite calm at the time, but and then it's – 
you know, because afterwards, isn't it? And it's like every time that I'm looking after him now, I'm sort of like watching him like a hawk going, oh my God, he, you know, he makes some sort of movement and I'm like, are you okay? <laughs> yeah, it's the concern but, yeah. of not knowing what could happen, isn't it? That's the problem. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, but you know, but then, like I said, that, so I thought I'd get the negative out of the way first. But um, yeah, with regards to uh, the week, I mean, obviously, like I said, Graham's sons came down, so that was absolutely fantastic. It was a brilliant, um, a brilliant weekend, and it was nice to meet them as well. And then, trying to think, what else? I mean, obviously, we had a really successful episode last week as well which yeah very well done. very very successful yeah yeah so um i'm over the moon uh, like even if that's the first and last episode that we have that's really successful that it just was so overwhelming like overwhelming in a good way but you know it was it was nice to sort of taste the limelight for a few minutes if you know what i mean so um but I'm quite humble, so I know that, you know, people might not stick around, but also, if you do, thank you very much, and, because our listeners are called Salty Tadpoles, and so, yeah, <laughs> is there's a deep and dark meaning behind it, but there's an innocent meaning behind it as well, so. Uh, Essentially, they call their listeners come. That's yes. fine. That's all you need to know. Move on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, um, yeah, but, you know, you can be a tadpole. Or you could be a sticky tadpole, whichever you prefer. <laughs> Sounds worse. All sound rather, rather uh, uh, innuendo laden and horrific. I mean, interesting with the last episode that was so successful, some people, if they weren't the bigger man, would say, you know, if they weren't me, who is the bigger man, would say, well, you weren't in it, James. You know, does it, you know, do you want to brush it aside? But I will say, no, it was an exceptionally good episode. I have listened to it. It was very <laughs> enjoyable. Uh, and yeah, very proud of you, Jim. You did very well on that one. Thank you. Jim, please, please big yourself up a bit better. How many, how many downloads? You're saying about the limelight. Come on, big yourself up. Well, so far, and I mean, this is Wednesday, so it's a couple of, you know, like it's been out since Sunday. We've had over 400 listeners to actually listen to the episode, which normally, you know, normally we get a lot less than that. And I was expecting That's maybe amazing. like 200 at the most, if you know what I mean. And it's like every day they're kind of like, they're still coming in. Not not quite as uh, thick and fast sort of thing, but, you know, still the numbers are rising. So, and yeah, just a massive thank you for Dave King for actually coming onto the episode because, you know, without him, it wouldn't have happened. So, you know, obviously. Sorry to ask for a little exposition, but can you just um, talk a bit about the episode? Just plug it, please, um, as it's going out on my radio show as well. Yeah, absolutely. So basically what happened was is that I spoke to Dave King, who is the owner and creator of a company called Sticky, which is a candy making sh uh, shop in Australia. And yeah, so basically they've taken kind of the internet by storm with their live videos showing you how they actually make the candy. So they kind of make for us British, for us British, British people, it's really hard to say British <laughs> with the lisp anyway. Um, yeah, they make the kind of like sticker rock, but they cut them up into uh, smaller bite sized pieces. And uh, their videos are really fantastic to watch. And, you know, they've all got that sort of Aussie charm, you know. Yeah, they're quite entertaining to watch. 
So, yes, I really, yeah, I really enjoyed talking to him as well. Good stuff. Probably my week, other than work. I mean, but, you know. <laughs> Before we move off your week, can I also just ask, sorry, you mentioned your dog there. Uh, what, what's your dog's name? It's Socks. It's quick, get well seen to Socks. Um, you know, um, you know Nicola's uh, previous dog who sadly passed away, who kind of came to live with us n- near the end yeah. of his life uh, when I started dating Nicola, suffered with seizures at the end. And I'm not saying that's the case for Socks. I'm just, uh, I, I just know how scary that is at that moment. So I just want to send out some love and hope you're okay, Jim. I know it's really yeah. difficult to deal with. Yeah, it is really difficult. But um, yeah, and I, yeah, I do remember that with regards to Nicola's dog. But yeah, he he seems to be back to his usual usual self. So he's six, but he acts like he's two. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah. So fingers crossed. I, I think if it happens again, he'll go to the vet because we didn't take him to the vet this time because it happened previously and they couldn't find anything wrong with him. So, you know, we just saw, saw if we could calm him down ourselves and we did. So... That was good and gave his legs, back legs, some a bit of massage as well to because they needed sort of oomph to get them going. So, but yeah, he'll be all right, hopefully. Touch wood gently so he doesn't bark. <laughs> I believe those are both things which James sometimes needs in the morning, like a bit of back leg massage time going and you touch a bit of wood and he's good to go. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Touch wood gently, then I'm, you know, I'm a happy camper at that point. Uh, my week has been interesting. I have started, uh, you know, working in a, a small aspect, uh, just working from home. So I'm getting used to doing that again, doing a few hours of that. Um, and yeah, it's not been too bad so far, although been a bit unwell, but it's not something that's prohibiting me from doing too much stuff. So yeah, uh, not too bad so far. Nothing as uh, as impactful as uh, as the doggy being unwell. Uh, how how have you been, Squee? Uh, before I say that, can I just just check in with you, James? Like, how are you doing with the kind of long COVID? I know, like, um, you've been suffering for a long time. You seem to be getting a bit better. I hope so. No, no, thank you for asking. Yeah, I am seeing some improvements on that, but it still has impact. There's still an impact there. So physically. Uh, I'm definitely far better than I was, but I still have problems in breathing when I'm going out, say, walking. Um, my brain is still a bit fogged by it, I've got to be honest. So there is the, still the memory fog and the, the bits of confusion and tiredness is still there. So that's the one thing I can't seem to get over, uh, which is that I wake up and I'm tired, even if I've slept. But the interesting thing that's come from having long COVID that never ever seems to shift, and it's reported on that a lot of people have this this is a, a result of it, is I constantly dream when I'm asleep, which never used to happen before, but every night I have a dream, and they're very, they're not necessarily scary or anything like that, but they are very sort of vivid dreams. So, yeah, that's an interesting Ooh. thing that's come from it that oh, never seems to have gone away. Ooh. Well, oh, can you tell us about any of the dreams? Sorry, Jim. No, go on, go on. I was just going to say, can um, you tell us about any of the dreams? I was just you, fascinating. The, the, the more interesting one I had is where I was... Something to do with the police in this dream. I was like involved in something with them, so like SWAT style in the back of this van with two, two, two fellow police officers getting ready to go and do a raid. And I then woke up, you know, went off to go to the loo, went back to sleep, went back into the same dream. So we're going to get ready to do stuff. And then Ooh. I woke up and, you know, went to discuss this with some of my friends. I was telling them about what happened in the dream. And then I properly woke up from everything. So, 
I went proper Inception style, a dream within a dream. (laughs) Okay. Are you sure you're awake now, James? (laughs) Uh, Possibly. Oh, this is like the strangest, most weird, lucid dream slash nightmare. No, no. Of course, it's a wonderful dream, not a nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if I'm in it, it's of course a dream. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, so is the spinning top spinning at the moment, James, or or not? I've no no idea. I'm too scared to look at the spinning top. Oh, okay. (laughs) I I suppose with long COVID, you don't know if the spinning top's spinning or if it's you. (laughs) Exactly, and the spinning top could be just some weird hallucination thing I'm having, so... But yeah, no, thank you for asking. I am seeing some improvements, but there are obviously other things that are going to take a very, very long time to get over. So all I would say is anyone who thinks COVID is a hoax, anybody who thinks it's just like a nonsense thing, uh, I'm sorry, but it really isn't. And you need to sort of like get a dose of reality. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because I think we covered that a couple of weeks ago, but with regards to, you know, that I know that, what James has gone through from an outsider looking in, you know, and it's, it's horrible. It's horrible to see your friend like that because, you know, like obviously we're podcast friends, but we're real friends as well. You know, like it is with me and you squee. Um, and you know, it's always hard to see a friend going through anything, isn't it? So, but you know, I mean, I I, I wouldn't make jokes about either of your health, which I know I did earlier in the show, if you weren't friends. Like, if I didn't yeah. be your friend, I no, wouldn't no, feel like okay doing yeah. that, because I would nev- <laughs> never genuinely take the piss out of someone's uh, ill health. Even someone I don't like, genuinely, I just wouldn't do it. But it's like, um, friends, I feel like it's almost respectful to do that, because if you go, oh, are you okay, hon? Like, you know, no one wants to hear that when they're all not... Some friends do. I know some friends who do, but but I don't know many. (laughs) Most would prefer if you just take the piss out of them and then slip the loving in the back door. Not in that way, (laughs) Jack. I was going to say, taking the mickey is usually a very good sign of friendship. If you're willing to take the the mickey out of somebody and take a shot at them over it. So, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. exactly. That's why James, when when he's not on the podcast, like you said earlier, he's only recording with me probably about three times. But, uh, (laughs) uh, (laughs) yeah, but... uh, uh, yeah. Three are a good good option, yeah. Three's the, the, the higher figure. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he's always tending to his glory holes, you know, during those times. That's something that me and Andy came up with. <laughs> yeah, you're not meant to be mentioning that anymore. We've got to keep that on the down low. Oh, sorry. Actually, it's funny because James doesn't know we've met in the real world, but actually... <laughs> <laughs> so that was good <laughs> i just unfortunately had a mouthful of drink at the same time so i couldn't let out a real good belly laugh there but i did enjoy that joke actually funny enough i said that was good and james had a mouthful when we met so it's a coincidence <laughs> I, I can neither confirm nor deny these allegations <laughs> I love the fact that James has to keep muting himself after every sentence. <laughs> so I'm guessing he's coughing, you know, coughing because he's uh, so embarrassed about the fact that this is all true. What do you like to plus, plus, it gets stuck in the back of your throat, you know. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> he's got a client over right now. <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah. Multitasking. Who knew men could do that, eh? 
<laughs> Speak to two men. If you're expecting some chuckles here, we're just going to leave you to it. Yeah. I, mm. I know that the uh, female listeners will enjoy. It's all good. <laughs> they know where I'm coming from. Did we want to get into some What a Load of Codswallops, a segment of our podcast that we normally do? Uh, can we just establish Squeeze all right? Because I did uh, try and ask him how his week was going. <laughs> then we... No, no. I mean, oh, genuinely, sorry. just don't don't even ask. I'm not. Basically, I'm genuinely okay. not. So I, I'm all right, but I'm not all right. Okay. So like like I was right. alluding to at the beginning of the show, I've kind of had, um, I don't know if I said this on show on mic or not, so I'm just going to repeat it. So apologies if I'm repeating myself on mic, but I had a week off work. And before I went on leave, I had like, um, basically I was training up some new people. So I'm a team leader for the NHS, mm-hmm. calling people about the COVID vaccinations. Actually, like, t- I'll just save this for the Codswallop. Sorry, just go in the next segment. I can just use okay. it for that. It's all good. Okay. okay. No problem. In that case, then, let's get into what a load of Codswallop. And because Squee was last talking, let's let him talk. Mm-hmm. So what's your Codswallop, Squee? Yeah, I'll just continue where I left off. So week off work, I had like, I was training up some new guys in my team before I left. And because of that, basically, I was training up some people for my team, but I was training people for all the teams. So, you know, team leaders take in turns to do that. And it means... For that time, on three days, you're not doing any of your usual work. So when you come back, not only are you trying to catch up with your normal work, but you've got new people who don't know what the fuck they're doing. Mm -hmm. And plus, we just got some people transferred from other teams who clearly also don't know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. And um, I hope none of them are listening, but there we go. I've said it now. Um, And so basically, I have four people who don't know what the fuck they're doing, who are constantly bombarding me with questions, some which are perfectly fine. And it's like, oh, that's understandable. Some which are like, how do you start Windows? Oh, goody. Um, So I've been dealing with that. So then I went away for a week on holiday. And usually what would happen, like if if one of the other team leaders was off and like there's a few team leaders I work with directly... I'd listen to their calls, you know, they've got from their team members. So you've got to listen to it because we're basically phoning people about COVID vaccinations. So, you know, if someone's away, you listen to the calls from their team to help them out. So when they come back, they don't return to as much work or at least from the work from the week they've been off. Okay. Yeah. Understood. Nothing was done with my team while I was gone. So I came back this week and so I've got this week's work. Some people who are still fairly new, who still... Some which have adapted better than others. Let's just say that. There's still some who seem to be at factory reset. And they're distracting all my time while I've got three weeks worth of calls for every team member to listen to and a shitload of other work. So, um, so yeah, essentially between that, preparing for school first, trying to put out a regular radio show and everything else. Yeah, I'm not okay, but, but I am. I'll be fine. Yeah. It's all good. Try turning them back, uh, turning them off and turning them back on again. Dude, I'm tempted to send myself off and just not worry about back on again at this rate. No, not really. No, no. So I don't joke about suicide idea, suicidal ideation, by the way. I'm not taking the piss out of that. No. It's just, God, for fuck's sake, you just get some weeks when it's like, genuinely, I've never just, felt so stressed at work. Yeah. When things just will not slot into place properly. Yeah, it can be a pain. Well, I think the worst part of it is that it's like, I care about this job and I'm actually, I, yeah. I believe I'm good at it. So when I'm behind yeah. and I feel like I'm not doing well at it, it hurts worse than if it's yeah. just a job either you're shit at, which I've, I've done jobs I'm not great at, mm-hmm. like they weren't the right fit for me. And I've also done jobs whereby I'm not given the right circumstances to do well. So, you know, that kind of thing, or I'm not trained well enough. 
Genuinely, I can say that in, in some jobs. This one, I'm good at. I'm trained enough. It's just I don't have fucking enough hours in the day. Mm. And it gets to the point of meltdown. So I just want to offer this kind of codswallop up to anyone who's listening who's maybe struggling with difficult situations, maybe with catching up with work. I know plenty of people in the arts who haven't worked for, for like a year and a half during the pandemic um, and now work's coming back and they're having to work double just to keep afloat. Uh, and so, so this cause wallop is really delicate, dedicated to anyone else who's struggling at the moment because fucking life's hard sometimes. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I, I think that goes for sort of any kind of form of job role, like you said, really, doesn't it? So everything is hard if you if you haven't got the help there in the background. Sorry that you know your t- your your team leader friends aren't you know not friends or colleagues or whatever. They're not helping you the way that you would help them. It, it's sort of hard to describe. This was what I was going to say because I kind of like I will grouse at it, and I did feel a bit let down when I came back. But at the same time, um, we're about to because we're a service working from home, but we're a virtual call center, which is quite a big operation. And we're kind of just gearing up to hopefully get a one to two year extension. We started off working for three months in October and we're still going. And we're about to get the biggest extension we've had yet. So there's a lot of work happening behind the scenes from a lot of the team leaders. So I kind of can understand why they weren't able to. But it's still difficult when you come back and you would have... You know, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure they work their asses off. I'm not like putting against anyone. And yeah. sorry, I'm using this a bit of therapy right now. But, <laughs> That's what Collett's all about. <laughs> yeah. I think they genuinely worked hard. Yeah. I, I don't think it was them slacking. I just think it's just circumstances meant first time I've taken a week off in genuine years. I think it's the first time I've taken a full week off, excluding maybe Christmas one year. And, um, you know, no one was available to pay, pick up any of the slack for me. And it's just, that's just shitty to come back to, but that's the way it is. Well, do you feel better now you've got that off your chest? Hello? <laughs> <laughs> I feel better for talking to you guys always. It's always yeah. good. Good hang. Yeah. Well, that's always good as well. So, James, have you got any codswallop this week at all? Um, not that I can think of. Nothing has been codswalloping me. Uh, I, I tell you. I know, it's, I, I know you want me to say something truly awful has happened, but I actually can't think of anything. I really am racking my brains. Um, Can I just give some love for the term codswalloping? I love yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's lovely. <laughs> I, I honestly can't think of any codswalloping. If you want to know the worst thing that's happened to me, that I can think that's annoying is I went to try and buy some more light bulbs and they couldn't give me two packs because they only had one. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> that's the worst thing touch wood that's happened <laughs> james unfortunately is yes he's dealing with first world issues <laughs> absolutely hey absolutely. are you claiming james not being able to get a second pack of aas is anything but paramount of importance in this world <laughs> well they it's, weren't they weren't batteries they were light bulbs no bulbs light bulbs oh so i thought he said uh, batteries no no Bold, All right, bold, oh, um, uh, James not being able to get two packs of 60 watts. Come on, you're saying that isn't a, a paramount uh, issue of today's troubles. <laughs> yeah. No, all Gemma would say is buy some candles. <laughs> All I'm saying is people in Iraq think they've got it tough right now. James, with his light bulb situation. Absolutely. And I'm glad to see that, you know, Squee recognises that my uh, first world problems are, 
the most uh, difficult things, obviously, most important things. Uh, it's a bit like somebody once said to me at university, I could have worked hard and become the first white middle-class rapper who was complaining about the fact that he couldn't get insurance on his Porsche. <laughs> I feel I let myself down by not pursuing that career. Genuinely, I try not to like um, backtrack on jokes, but but I will say, look, that's totally said in irony. We really feel for everyone in Iraq right now. I know it's a shitty situation, (laughs) but just in case anyone didn't get that irony, irony, irony. It's a joke, people. We're a comedy podcast. Yeah. I know, I know. But even on that one, I was like, too far, maybe. <laughs> yeah. It is. Uh, it's always tricky, isn't it? Because like, if you've got people that are listening for the first time or whatever, and they don't know what your personality is like, yeah, it is tricky, isn't it? Because obviously, we knew that was a joke. That's why we laughed. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, yeah. So, so yes, anything that's ever said on this podcast is never um, intended in a negative light because nobody that we'd have on this podcast or any of us would uh, be like that at all so but and also that's the case for the dr squeeze show because i've just remembered we're doing a crossover podcast <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i i think that's genuinely why i put it in there because i, I don't know if you guys find this and I'll, I'll pop this as a question to you guys i genuinely find sometimes if i'm on a different show depending on who i'm talking to i do go into a different vibe and, and on the um the radio show genuinely we like I've I've made it a name to try and steer towards positive. I do make some jokes. I do make some political comments sometimes. Uh, I just made that joke, and I was always like, "Would I actually say that on the radio show?" Usually, but it's because I'm talking on talking Codswell, which has got a kind of different energy to it, which is is yeah. perfectly good too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you find that when you're guesting on other people's shows, guys? Yeah, to a degree, because you find yourself wondering what can I and can't get away with, and whether whether what you would say normally uh, would fly with their audience. I totally understand that it's more be more of an issue for me when I've done American things because their ability to get my humour sometimes can be a bit iffy. And the problem I've had in the past with American stuff is you, you're treading a possible political line, so I try and just be very, very careful. Mm, but I yeah. know exactly what you mean. Yeah, I get it as well. Um, but to be honest, I never say anything negative anyway so <laughs> and besides i hate everybody so there's no difference for anybody anywhere do you know the funny thing was i wasn't worried about your audience because i no. i would probably talk like this in your show but i because i've particularly made it a mission of my radio show positivity i'm like oh is that a bit negative <laughs> well, i've been a bit down talking about the iraq war the iraq war and the pulling out of troops in the most volatile region in the world that might have been a bit on the downside i don't know the fact that, just that the president just i mean yeah i know he's not obama but like you kind of want to believe that biden's presidency i'm sorry i'm gonna get a bit political then i'll hand back to you guys but like you want to believe that biden's presidency was going to be like obama mark ii and it's kind of really disappointing in it <laughs> To be honest, I so, never, ever watch the news for that reason. Um, I don't really know what's go. going on. Although I did watch it this morning, I have to say, and breaking news that, um, unfortunately, Nando's, 50 um, Nando's restaurants have had to close because they're running out of chicken. So, you know, brace Good. yourself, people. <laughs> God, it's going to be Good. another KFC. If we, could close, mm-hmm. if we could close KFC and McDonald's, I'd be a happy man. Oh, James, you negative sausage. <laughs> I don't give a shit. I'm a vegan. I don't eat any of them. I'm just thinking of your health, people. And I'm also working on the, on the idea that it'll probably piss a lot of people off, so that's why I'd like it to be closed. 
<laughs> you know what I do love is a nice Subway, though, just in case they're after some sponsorship of some radio show. Subway. Eat fresh. <laughs> yeah, eat yeah, fresh. Ju- just stay away from Jared. Yeah. <laughs> well, now they're That's not going to sponsor the sponsorship deal. Yeah. <laughs> we no, both I, said think sub- I, I think Subway would agree with you heartily at that point. <laughs> well, let's I just, be honest. He's never going to see anything but the outside. He's never going to see anything other than the inside of his cell, is he? No. I just like the fact that me and Dr. Squee said exactly the same thing at the same time. <laughs> yeah. And also, I think I don't think uh, somewhere we go, oh, brilliant, you brought up Jared, but you've said that he's not good. They'd probably be happy if you just didn't bring him up, probably. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes reality has to be involved, you know, people. <laughs> Anyway, let's move off of the political side of things because otherwise Subway really won't sponsor us. Yeah, politics <laughs> and sex yeah. offenders, always a good mix. <laughs> yeah. You're wearing all the good notes here. Let's just, let's potential. just throw in some religious now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll run with it. Just see how many people I can antagonise. <laughs> I tell you what, James never says a huge amount. Oh, I mean, he does, but he doesn't say a lot all the time. But when he does open his mouth, he does come out with some funny crackers. <laughs> I try. Oh, I, I always say those are the people you look out for more. Like yeah. uh, you, you and me, Jim. We're like more of the mould of throwing off shit in the wall. Something's going to stick. It'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, whereas James, like the, he's the quiet assassin. They're always the people you got to watch out for. They won't say anything for ages. They'll be quite quiet, and then they'll come in for with a singer, which will fall fucking everyone. <laughs> I couldn't possibly comment. <laughs> well, I could, and I think that's definitely you, James. And that's a compliment in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> whether you take it or not <laughs> so it sounds like we've got to my cod swallops so i have some yes please Woo-hoo. um okay so cod swallop number one actually i'm gonna use another one regarding the dog first um so as i said he's feeling much better so that's good news yay yay went for a Went for a walk with him today. Don't often take him out for a walk because we've got quite a long garden. So he does a lot of running back and forth on the garden. So, But as a responsible dog owner, I decided to take him out for a walk because he'd been cooped up all day, you know. And um, yeah, obviously, again, responsible dog owner took out a little black bag for his, for his poos. And we went across a field. So, you know, having a merry good time kicking the ball and he's like obviously fetching it back and forth and whatnot so we had a really really nice time putting back on the lead to walk along the roadside here's a poo on the road (laughs) (laughs) not on the road sorry but on the pavement literally outside of somebody's house and i was like oh for god's sake socks you couldn't have had a poo in the field (laughs) i mean i still would have picked it up from the field but at the same time it was like right outside somebody's house and it was like well, not to be graphic, but it was a little bit on the squidgy side, you know. And it was like, yeah. oh, man, really? And we were only like a couple of doors away from home as well. And I was like, couldn't you have just waited until we got home? Then your dad would have had to have picked it up. No, no, he did that on purpose. And to be honest, just be very grateful it wasn't extreme running diarrhea. Well, it, it was close to yeah. <laughs> it was oh, close to. Nice. <laughs> Genuinely, like, I mean, uh, Dottie, 
Dutty mainly. Benny occasionally has done it, but like Dutty will, has seriously stopped in the middle of the road to do his shit. Yeah. So like I've then got to direct traffic <laughs> while I'm trying to pick up the poo. And my favourite one recently is because we've moved into a house which is you got to pay slope to go to our front door. Yeah. And um, Dutty's kind of like taking a poo there. So it rolls downhill. So I'm like, while I'm trying to keep check on Dutty, make sure she's okay. I'm checking that she isn't bombarding people walking past with shit. That's <laughs> like, a particular treat. Yeah. So you, I'm, I'm laughing I'm, so hard. Sorry, I'm laughing so hard because I've actually been to Dr. Squee's house and I know exactly what Slopey's referring to. Yeah, you can picture I the love, shit rolling down, can't you? Yeah. yeah. I love dogs, but this really doesn't make me want to help. Uh, I mean, like, there, there's the hill, then there's a bit of pavement, then there's the road. So if she shits hard enough, it's going out on the road. <laughs> or if it builds up enough momentum on the hill. <laughs> oh, she's nuts. such a classic dog. Brilliant oh, yeah, Dottie's great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, my other cod swallop was a couple of weeks ago. It was Graham's birthday. So, again, Graham is my mum's boyfriend. And I hope that I can just say Graham from now on so that people know who that is because it's a mouthful setting the rest of the stuff. <laughs> um, so, it was his birthday. It was his 70th birthday. And uh, we went out to have dinner together. Obviously, my mom came as well. It wasn't just the, two, uh, just the two of us. That would have been weird. And um, I had a lovely, lovely evening. And it was a Monday evening. So in Weymouth, where I'm from, they have a fireworks display in the evening. So because the meal had finished at the time just before the fireworks, we were able to sort of dash across town to actually watch them. Uh, so, you know, we thought, oh, that's brilliant. You know, it's a little li- little bit of um, jolly entertainment at the end of the episode, uh, end of the episode, end of the evening. <laughs> Everything's podcast related. So we stood, we stood on the opposite side of the road, but obviously perfect view. We could see it all. So you're wondering why this is a codswallop, I'm wondering. Yep, the tension was snapping the shoelaces. Yeah, you know me, I do like to tell a story. Well, we were, like I said, we were stood a couple of roads back, actually watching them. Then all of a sudden, a minivan pulls up and literally parks right in front of us. (laughs) (laughs) But the thing is, you've got got another family. So you've got this um, couple with two children that are also stood where we are. There's another couple of lads as well and a few other people. This minivan is holding up every single bit of traffic just so he can watch the fireworks from the comfort of his van. And I like his style. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of pimp move. <laughs> and yeah, so all these cars are beeping and honking their horn and stuff. And uh, they're obviously beeping in the sense of honking their horn, not being... Uh, being windy and <laughs> and so do you call being windy honking <laughs> no beeping is what i was referring um, to beeping was you call beeping. farting beeping i've never heard that i was thinking of like no. the things that go beep beep on uh like uh what was it uh, sesame street or something is it me uh the beaker and something else yeah Oh, okay. Never heard that before. Oh, okay. Well, maybe because I live in such a polite society that um, I, you know, sometimes we say, "Oh, I'm going to beep." <laughs> she beep, says beep. polite. Many say backwards, but you know, who am I to judge? <laughs> well, I am from Dorset. <laughs> Others say Dorset. Yeah, damn it! You beat me to, beat me to the punchline. <laughs> I know. I can feel you beat uh, you winding up to actually say it. So that's why I said it before you did. Yep. So yes. Anyway, so this this twat of a driver. 
Yeah. Yeah. So we obviously we moved up and we could still then see them, but it was just the point of being such a twat, you know, seeing such an asshole. And um, he really didn't need to do that. So there, that's my second cod swallop. What a font. <laughs> well, James, I'll allow it. No problem. Because <laughs> you didn't say the word that I don't like. <laughs> I didn't say the word cut. Anyway, sorry. Sorry. Did you have another one? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yes, yeah, so we've got a third cod swallop as well. Okay, so a few weeks back, obviously, James was talking about how he was taking on a big company, Empow, Evil Empow. Now, my... gone. No, no, I'm not disagreeing. Oh, sorry. They are evil. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, because I saw you unmute yourself. I thought you were going to say something profound, but then obviously you didn't. Um. <laughs> okay, you're just calling him out on not being profound now. That's a bit mean. <laughs> she's well, so harsh, isn't she? So harsh. She's basically not profound like the, enough, Slam. She, she's the emperor, isn't she, from, uh, from Star Wars. The hate just flows through. <laughs> but she does it with a smile. <laughs> I just want to compliment you. I, I've never heard someone so kind of like that's quite an eloquent put down it's like uh, sorry sir you're not profound enough <laughs> <laughs> well we did cover the fact that you know like he opens his mouth occasionally and then something he, he always says something brilliant but then uh yeah he unmuted himself for no reason <laughs> i've got to keep you guessing you've got to keep you right? guessing you could have said small dick, but no, you went not profound enough. <laughs> Slam. Yeah, but she, she's never going to lie. There's no point lying. <laughs> so why the same would have been fine, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Squeer, I work at the glory house. Um, yeah. <laughs> and the cleaner up. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on because that's actually grossed myself out. <laughs> so you mop up the salty tadpoles. <laughs> yeah, clean up an five has so many different meanings. <laughs> I am so sorry to anybody who's um, either continuing to listen or is a new listener to this podcast. I do apologise. <laughs> hang on in there. It gets better. Or it gets filthier. You've just got to hang it. You've got to keep listening to find out. Uh, I will just work on the principle that with the sheer level of filth rat, we need to see if Joanne, who's one of our fellow uh, co-hosts, uh, finds this is filthy enough or whether there is room for improvement. Yes. I think she'll probably well, think it's filthy enough, to be honest. Anyone listening on the radio show, no apologies. She knew, knew what you were signing up for. <laughs> well, we are the show that comes on after yours. So, you know, yeah. people should stick around and listen to us. So, like yet, yet still their first airplane. time hearing the show. Yep. Zinger! Yeah. We're, we're like that scene in Airplane. He only goes, they bought their tickets, they knew what they were getting into. I say, let them crash. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, this is for all you who switch off when talking cards will come on. Ha! Now you've got to listen. Come on, your side, guys. Ha <laughs> 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 Thank you. <laughs> um, okay, so my third cods wallop, though. Um, so, like I said, big organisation. This week, I took on O2, which is a, for international people, is a mobile phone network uh, company um, or cell phone 
you know, company. Just to say, I don't know what the outcome on this is or what this is about, but I knew it was something about it. So I, I as, a, as a co-host, are actually very, very interested to hear what happened. So Gemma, take it away. Yeah, because <laughs> James, James didn't get the full story, but James got a message saying, fucking hate O2. And I said, I'll tell you about it when we record next. <laughs> <laughs> so last week, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Tuesday this week. So that's four days, pretty much all of those days. I don't know why I didn't do it on Monday, but you know, maybe I just want to give myself a day off. But um, all of those days, I was near enough the whole time on the telephone with O2 because my mum had brought for Graham a iPhone 7, um, but it was one of those secondhand ones that they sell. And it was marked up as like new, which is something we will never, ever do again. They sent us the um, sent us the phone, you know, obviously tried it out very quickly and it seemed to work. Then we, I'm not going to go through the full story, A, because it's already driven me nuts many times. But um, also the second thing is, is that I don't want it to be a long drawn out story. But they went to the O2 shop who tried out the SIM card in various different phones and it worked. Um, but then when they tried lots of different SIM cards in this one, it didn't, you know, the phone that they had, it didn't work. So, but they couldn't do anything about it because we brought the phone online. <sighs> With you so far. Yeah. I, I can understand your annoyance. Yeah. So my mum calls me, she's absolutely in tears. And because she's trying to do something really nice and, you know, my mum's upset, I want to try and solve the problem because I hate it when she's upset. I hate it when anyone's upset. Can I just say that was her first mistake, trying to do something nice. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I should have left it to her. So anyway, so I called up O2. And on the first day, I called up seven times. One of those times I was on the telephone because I've got it all written down, ready to write a complaint letter. But one of those times I was on a phone for an hour to try go through this problem. But the other times it was like 14 minutes, 15 minutes, blah, blah, blah. Because they kept putting me through every time, sorry, they kept putting me through to the company that would arrange like a refund or return or whatever. Every time they picked up the phone, they would cut me off. And I was, by call number seven, I was absolutely fuming. Like, you you know, I don't I don't get angry, angry. But with this, I got really, really angry. And, you know, I was almost like having steam coming out my eyes kind of yeah. thing. Full on going green, muscles yes. coming, coming through, shirts ripping. Yes, yes, exactly. Because there's nothing worse than, you know, like, obviously, some of the people that were actually talking to me, they were really, really helpful. But it seems to be that when O2, when you put them on hold, or people put them on hold for a good 10 minutes or whatever, it actually cuts the call. Okay. Yeah, something that they need to sort out. Yeah, so like I said, did about seven or eight times and didn't get any joy. So then I called back the following day because I was just like right okay we'll we'll get this sorted today instead because I'd had enough as you can imagine mm. and obviously I'm doing it during work hours as well I'm, I'm still working because my phone's on on speaker but it's eating into my work time as well doing yeah. this like if I was working from if I was working from the office I wouldn't have been able to have done it you know it's right. quite handy that I'm working from yeah. home so anyway continued the next couple of days Pretty much the same scenario. But then on the Friday, what happened was is that I 
rang up and I spoke to one lady who was actually the first lady that I spoke to that was actually really helpful. She turned around to me and she actually said, right, the reason this phone isn't working is because it's been either reported lost, stolen or like stole, uh, lost in the mail kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, so the phone's been sent back and they've they've put a block on it so that nobody could actually use the phone. So what she did was she lifted the block and she said that it will take probably, hopefully it will come off at about on Monday. Uh, so that's probably why I didn't do anything on Monday. Yes, yeah, so, and she said also, we'll send you out a new phone and you know you can replace the phone and all salted you know we'll we'll do that because like you know she couldn't get hold of the team and whatnot so I'm thinking oh thank god for that you know it's Friday afternoon finally got it sorted brilliant you know we kind of all were cheering laughing and brilliant and then I got a text message from O2 saying unfortunately we cannot fulfill your order because we have no stock of an iPhone 7 O2 hasn't okay. got a fucking iPhone 7 anywhere in the in their whole stores or anywhere. I, I don't think iPhones so. have been that popular, though, in all fairness. But, I don't think they've ever really taken off. No, clearly not. But weren't <laughs> they just going to be unlocking the model you had? Well, that's the thing. They still were doing that. Right. So what happened was that on Monday, I tried it out and I thought to myself, you know what, I'm just going to try the SIM card and see if it actually works in the phone. It did. And we were celebrating for a good 10 minutes then we tried the camera out and it had all these black spots on it as if it's got watermarks on it which was uh obviously quite disappointing so it's almost like the phone's been dropped in water and nothing's been done to sort of fix it it was also really slow as well so so i was like oh for god's sake so then tuesday rolled around so yesterday and i um sorry spoiler alert yesterday was tuesday <laughs> i um, no, it's thursday today shh <laughs> oh yes sorry sorry this is live right now on the radio sorry yeah, yeah. <laughs> just say on tuesday this is yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. i know we pre-record the interviews every week but this was live honest gov <laughs> i'm a time traveler oh we need to talk about that as well squee in a minute um okay we, we've got Wait, is, okay is, is that an, is that another codswall time travel <laughs> no no it's just something that he brought from a charity shop so he should be happy about himself um yes yeah, so uh so basically tuesday not yesterday <laughs> i called up o2 again and i was absolutely livid at this point so i was just like right okay we need to get this sorted we decided to have a refund because it was a waste of space you know and i spoke to a couple of people and finally we're getting a jiffy bag sent to us so that we can actually send the phone back for a refund but as you can imagine after all this hassle my mum poor mum I mean she's beside herself anyway you know I keep telling her to stop you know to stop feeling like that because it's not her own it's not her fault yeah it's it's kind of like you know almost do we trust to send the phone back now you know I'm gonna send it recorded not recorded delivery but I'm gonna get proof of postage you know, kind of thing. But if they can't be trusted to actually help us in the first place, then we almost feel like, really, should we trust you to actually, you know, give us our money back, you know? Yeah, I know what you mean, because it's just incredibly poor service. And yeah. It's just, I mean, at least, thankfully, at least one of the people was good enough to give you some idea of what, what had happened and what was going on. But the yeah. whole thing just seems to be a, a complete faff where the they've almost they were probably counting on the idea that you just go oh sod it sort of thing after a while and chuck in the towel yeah well i mean yeah 
not for because okay it was second hand but it was still a fair whack of money that she paid for it do you know what i mean it was a couple hundred or whatever so you know it's uh it's not acceptable so i've got the email for the com uh, for the email to um complain to them so after it's all them on twitter as well yeah yeah i will do yeah but- they don't like the twitters no, I know. I'll definitely be doing that. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to wait until we get the refund and then attack them because I don't want them to have any other reason to not pay my mum. So, <laughs> fair point. So that was uh, that's how our codswallop comes out. Sometimes it's very passionate. That's the end of the story for the time being. Codswallops can be extremely passionate. So, <laughs> for those who want passion, tune back in now. <laughs> By the way, the passion of the codswallop that isn't going to religion. That isn't a religion's reference. No, but it might be an episode title. I have to say, might be an episode title. <laughs> I'm sorry, just for time wise tonight, guys. We are going to have to start roughing it up. I'm afraid. No, that's, that's okay. Yeah, that's absolutely fine. No problem at all. But before we do, I'd like to know about this wonderful plaque. That you got from a charity shop. I, there was really no story here. I got a uh, Back to the Future <laughs> license plate, which said "Quitter Time," like they do in the back of the DeLorean in Back to the Future. It was nice. in a charity shop for two quid. It was a fuck of a very bargain, good. but no story there. There is no story. Very good. No, I like that. I'm very much. I mean, I'm a huge Back to the Future fan, so that is, you know, I bow down to you. Yeah. I mean, amazingly, it got like uh, like fucking over a hundred likes just for this license plate thing. <laughs> on facebook and it's like um i just been to the only ironic thing was i just been for ben planet and picked up a load of sale items like a mini spock kind of thing they released for the 50th anniversary of star trek picked up a t-shirt and sale loads of other stuff i go and charge to shop and then there's the back to the future license plate so there you go yeah but yeah <laughs> it's see we've ended with a positive that's exactly. good exactly that's very see, good if you don't mind, guys, what we're going to do is um, we'll we'll exit this kind of throwing over to a song for my radio show. Then I'll let you kind of do the wrap up for the podcast version for uh, Talking Cod Swallop. Uh, but before we do, guys, first of all, if you can think of a track each, if you like, uh, that you want played. But also give us some details on where everyone listening to the radio show can find Talking Cod Swallop other than right after the show and don't worry it won't be a repeat of this it'll be last week's show for Talking Gods Wallop after this and then you'll be hearing this as the Talking Gods Wallop the week after makes perfect sense it does yeah we're a week behind on the radio is what he's trying to say in a well that would be a quick way of saying yeah yeah (laughs) so Talking Gods Wallop podcast we're on all of the pod podcasting apps so any any of them really um well apart from sound soundcloud because we have to pay extra and we can't afford it so <laughs> so basically yeah it's uh just search talking codswallop and hit that the little subscribe button you know please and on social media it's just simply on inst well not simply but it's on instagram facebook and twitter and the simple part is they're all at codswallop pod so Hopefully, uh, hopefully to see you over there soon. And Jim, Jim, what song Beautiful, do you want played? Jim. Me or James? Yeah. Okay, so I wasn't, sure, I wasn't sure if you called him Jim. I would love to hear, because I was actually humming this earlier. So by The Who, um, is it Baba Riley? Baba Riley? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, so um, I was actually humming this song earlier, so I thought about it and I was like, oh, that would be a good song, please. We'll put that on. But James, just quickly, uh, where the, is there anywhere else you'd like to direct them online to find you as as James the Voice Stafford? Yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah. what song would you like to be played after Barbara O'Reilly? You can find me as James the Voice Stafford on Twitter. That is my my, my handle. Uh, song-wise, I'm going to go with something that we mentioned from our returning to the Coswell Fold, which is Back in Black by ACDC. <laughs> so this is The Who and Bubba O'Reilly Followed by Back in Black by ACDC Rock, you're listening to The Bear Unless you listen to a podcast on Cook and Console Then you're not Or, or Jen might have cut this out I don't know Look, here's those songs <laughs> It's a crossover pod I'm not cutting anything out Well, I am going to cut a few bits out in the beginning <laughs> Because we've had such a fun-filled, packed episode this week I think instead of doing a story of the week Which we would normally end the episode on I think we're going to leave it there But also, Dr Squeeb, before you go What is your social media for, obviously, Squeefest the Third, And, you know, for your podcast And actually tell us a little bit about your shows as well Sure, just to keep it nice and simple We've put all the uh, Squeefest stuff on the Dr Squee show social media so it's at dog squee on twitter and instagram on facebook you need to go to the dog the squee show page and uh, you can find all the details on instagram yes or no you mentioned instagram i don't even know what i'm saying at this rate but that's where you can find all the information uh for the dog the squee show it's uh, uh it's my radio show where we have on different guests every week and I pre-record the uh, guest interviews, which are on our social medias. Oh, yeah, and please, sorry, I will actually drop this one. Please, if everyone who's listening can, I would really appreciate you following our um, YouTube page. Only because YouTube is a bastard and it makes you have a 100 subscribers before you can change your youtube handle to something more memorable which would help you get subscribers so we need to get up to 100 we're about 60 at the moment uh, and it's probably the one which i found hardest to build up a social media following on so i'd really uh very much thank any salty tadpoles listening uh for following that i will call you salty tadpoles for the rest <laughs> of time memoriam if you do that if, if if the salty tadpoles get me over 100 listeners i will say you would have come a salty tadpoles to the end of time that's what i'll do for you <laughs> And uh, we've got wonderful guests on every week and you can check out our back catalogue at all those social media places plus uh, dogsquee.com. Fantastic. Good man. Oh, sorry, James. Are you going to say something profound again or not? <laughs> no, I, I save the profound things for the times when they really do, you know, Matter. warrant it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, he, he ain't profound on cue. <laughs> I, I ain't no dancing monkey. Yeah, James do what James do. I would never expect him to dance monkey dance, at least for, you know, a nut or whatever. <laughs> anyway, it's gone a little bit bonkers. <laughs> That's a glory hole. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's gone a little bit nuts now. So I think this is a good place to end the episode. So I think that we've been talking enough Codswallop this week. I have been Gemma. I have been James. I have also been James. No, no, I've been Squeak. <laughs> Cheers. Thanks for having me on. You're absolutely welcome. 